This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 71 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products, Cashel Company, and Greenflower Botanicals. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse, and it's brought to you in cooperation with the Retired Racehorse Project and New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. In today's show, equestrian and fitness coach Jamie Graham joins us not only to talk about how to incorporate rider fitness into your New Year's resolutions, but also shares her adoption story of her OTTB and how she followed her heart to bring him home. We ring in the new year with Leandra Cooper from New Vocations, and we ask her for her top tips on warming up a horse before a winter ride, and we introduce you to our adoptable horse of the week. Our listener of the week is Sarah Bainham. If you'd like to be our listener of the week, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to the show. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And this is Joy Orr in Detroit, Michigan, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. Oh my gosh. Okay. So happy new year. This happy is our first new show year. in the new year. Yay. I know, Jamie, we're going to hit 100 episodes this year. Do you know that I um, was talking to Glenn, the owner of the network, and I was like, what are, what are, what's going on here? Like, I thought I was going to be done with the show when I went to the makeover in 2019. And here mm-hmm. it is. We're still going. <laughs> I know. Our year three is. It's just wild. Is it one, three, two? Uh, it was two. Well, we started in 2019 to so 20 the, we're in our third year and oh that my is, gosh course, all because of well you do all the work but also because of karen at kentucky performance products this is kind of her baby and we really uh love having her on board but i've got to ask you now that it's the new year mm-hmm. I, I mean we've already had like one ice storm and i'm just curious on how you being up in detroit how what do you get to do with your horses during the winter is it no big deal because you have indoors i don't have one here i'm just i'm trying to get an idea of what because i i lived in phoenix for 10 years and this was the best time of the year so i'm i'm struggling no problem yeah it is um how would you say the darkest of times? <laughs> like I've invested in a headlamp because by the time I'm out of work at four o'clock, it is dark outside and I'm wondering which chestnut is mine. Um, yeah, it's, I'm blessed to have an indoor now, which is really nice. And like this winter, I'm actually teaching lessons for the first time in a long time. I already have a couple students signed up, which is really exciting. And they all have little ponies. So cute. Um, so that's kind of keeping me busy and bringing my horse up through fitness because we're teaching her how to jump. But before I was graced with an indoor, I, um, I had the scariest outdoor arena because my parents only invested in that fence tape. So you just oh, get like that slight wind and everything's flapping around and it's dark and you kind of like park your car up to the fence line so you can see with the headlights going. It's a real jank, I'll be honest. It's it pretty ratchet. Yeah. And um, what I honestly like to do, it doesn't really work when you have muddy, icy footing. You're kind of just like SOL on that. But when you do get that nice snow, it is a great time to get your horse to pick their feet up. I love riding in the snow. 
I think it's so much fun, especially if you can kind of create some different levels of the snow, like you can have some fun with it, almost making natural trot poles, if you will. Um, Snowmen for horses. Think of it that way. Do you have to have your horses barefoot for that or can they wear shoes? I had a horse who had one hoof that was higher than the other for whatever reason. And she had snow pads. Um, and you just check it before and after the ride. Uh, And we get lake effects now. Yeah. Yeah. So they have special T type ones, um, that kind of have some studs to help them out. And so you get the snow package, God forbid you lose it. It is expensive. So keep track of those. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you can do it with shoed horses. Just get your snow package. Barefoot's great too. They can still get packed hooves though in the snow, especially if you get lake effect that weight, like very wet, heavy snow just double check i keep rides shorter bareback rides are also great if you have your horses who are hands safely go bareback no one go out try to be crazy rodeo style it that's not on me that's on you um when i lived in kentucky i would always ride bareback and i fell off multiple times but you're like falling onto like a little pillow exactly exactly and hopefully you have enough layers you have your heated vest on you got the extra cushion yes um and if you have a horse who's not used to bareback you can cool them down in the bareback so you're going in saddle kind of get the the jitters out and if it feels safe and feels good see that last 10 minutes where you cool them out since it does take longer in the winter especially if they're not clipped mm-hmm. cool all right well i'm you know i ride here all the time i'm just trying to gauge like i have like i, I decided to not take any i do full training uh and i decided to not take any horses from january 15th to the end of february but i still of course have my own and all of the ones from the horse and hound rescue that come so there's still stuff to do but i am like yesterday was so cold and windy i'm just having a really big problem with motivation so i did join that there's a uh hrn winter ride challenge going (laughs) on and you can go find the facebook page you can join it and so i've challenged myself to ride my baby andalusian and my mustang both just twice a week i ride thoroughbreds the rest of the time but these guys all kind of get the the back burner so i've challenged Mm -hmm. myself and so far you know how many rides since i've done since i signed up zero <laughs> it happens so. you know and you got to be safe and you got to take care of yourself and your horse i mean we're in like 10 degree weather right now yeah. i don't ride under 18 degrees in the indoor outdoor i won't do under 20 i oh tried that winter vortex stuff once and it was like a 10 minute ride before me and my horse were like my lungs I know. uh yeah it wasn't great Braver than me. i'm like i'm not riding if it's under freezing so yeah. yeah, I would, uh, but again, I, I came from Arizona where like, this is the best time of the year. So, well, anyway, that's enough weather talk. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to gauge how I need to live my life and prepare myself for the next couple months, but I feel like I haven't got it right yet. So we'll see. Um, but first, before we get to our first guest, let's hear a little bit from our title sponsor, aforementioned title sponsor, Kentucky Performance <laughs> Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Researchers have confirmed that as horses age, they naturally become less sensitive to insulin and more susceptible to health problems caused by too much sugar in the diet. 
One way to reduce the sugar content in a horse's diet is to replace sugar-laden grains with a high-fat supplement. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It is readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of sugary grains. Equijule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. Best of all, Equijule allows owners to easily replace the calories previously supplied by sugary grains. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, I'm excited to introduce our next guest. We have Jamie Graham, who's a certified personal trainer, recreation therapist, and equestrian. And she has her own company, Haybells and Barbells. And before you ask, why are we doing fitness? This is Retired Racehorse Radio. She also has an off-the-track thoroughbred, and she's going to share that amazing story, too, along with Rider Fitness with us today. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. What some people don't know is I've actually done three programs with you. So I feel like I've known you like pretty well now over the last few months. And <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so before we dive into your story with Coda, who's your thoroughbred, I would love to talk about kind of the importance of rider fitness. We're in a new year. I'm sure a lot of us have New Year's resolutions we're trying to get to, whether it's more balance in the seat um, or just feeling more fit and healthy overall. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came up with hay bales and barbells and where that all started? Yeah, so I started my business March of, no, not March, June of 2020. Um, you know, the pandemic happened in March mm -hmm. and I lost my job in March of 2020. And I've always planted this seed that I wanted to incorporate fitness and horses together because th those are my biggest passions. But I just never had the time or you know, I just never had the, the time and the space to do it. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, lo and behold, the pandemic happened and I had a bunch of time on my hands. Um, and then, yeah. And then in June I launched and it's been going great ever since. So Jamie, tell us a little bit about how you structure your programs and how you get them to be more, more balanced for a rider who's going from the gym or at home or to the barn. How do you like to plan those out? Yeah, so I have um, a few different programs available. Um, Joy, you know, I have my boot camp. It's a two-week boot camp. Um, and then I have a six-week program, a 12-week program, and I also offer workout guides. So I have a lot of different avenues to how oppressions can can utilize my program. Um, everything's online and done through an app, so it's super convenient. A lot of people like to take um, the workout to the barn if they they want to do the workout after a ride or they want to go to the gym. I also have gym programs. They can just go to the gym and, and do the program through their phone. Or, you know, if gyms are closed, um, like a lot of them were when COVID was happening, well, is happening, um, and the, they want to do home workouts, they can, they can do that too through the app or just use um, the home workout guides that I offer. Amazing. Well, it's nice you have the flexibility. And I can speak from personal experience, too. When I worked with you, you asked me what my specific goals were. And for me, I have, you know, a weak hit from track injuries from back in the day, I really wanted to strengthen on core and feel like I was sitting more balanced in my saddle as a dressage rider. And you definitely mm -hmm. helped put some programs together that focused around that. And it wasn't like the same thing every day. 
And I really appreciated right. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to incorporate just more variety. I know that as people get bored, you know, when working out, especially if you're a beginner and you, you know, you don't want to do the same things every single day. And it's not beneficial for your body either to do the same exercises, Mm -hmm. you know, over and over again, because your body gets used to it. And then the more you do it, it doesn't really affect your body at all. Your muscles don't really grow or change. So you need to, you always need to spice things up. You need to change the exercises, you know, so your body can get the most benefit from it. Absolutely. That is like such a perfect segue to, I mean, in this show, we talk so much on rehabbing thoroughbreds, bringing them into fitness, how you go from race fit to sport horse Mm -hmm. fit all the time. We don't really talk about rider fitness. And most of our listeners, I'd say are amateur owners who are bringing thoroughbreds home. Do you believe rider fitness is just as important as our horses fitness? And if so, why? I think that's, it's, I think it's equal. Like, cause you, you can spend years working on your horse's fitness, but if you can't keep up with them, like it's, there's no use or vice versa. Like you're, you could be super fit, but your horse is not. So, you know, it's typically what happens to me. I'm so fit and my horse is like trying to catch up. So it's common. Right. Like Like both, you guys are both athletes. I think a lot of, a lot of times riders don't feel themselves as as athletes. And that's one of the reasons why they think that they don't need to train out of the saddle. Um, I really wanted, when I started this business, I really wanted to, to, you know, just promote that aspect. Like Mm -hmm. we are athletes. We riding is a full body sport. I, I don't know if you can think of any other sport that requires you to use your whole body at the same time while controlling a thousand pound animal. It's, it's hard work. And I, if like, I just feel like people need to understand that. And I think people need to respect the fact that they are athletes and the only way that they can really get better as an athlete is if they train out of the saddle, um, mm-hmm. like basketball players, you, I was telling my husband this the other day, like if you're a basketball player, do you just dribble the ball in the court? Like, every day and, and, and think you'll get better at playing basketball. No people, they go to the, they go to the weight room, they train, they, you know, they run to get better. And it's no different with us, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to clarify, there's different levels of fitness. I think sometimes in the horse world, we can get really stuck that there's a stereotype of you have to be a size two, right, and right. be stick thin. And, Truthfully, you could be fit at almost any size, I would think, as long as you can carry yourself in your balance and poise. And I think you figured out a way with these programs to do that. I mean, I just finished up the boot camp myself, the two week boot camp, because let's be real, I had too many Christmas cookies. I'm not going to lie. I totally <laughs> did. <laughs> I'm not the only one. I will feel no shame. Um, but it was just, you know, body weight movement at my own pace. And there was still this community aspect of with other riders who are all at different levels, but it was, it felt like no pressure. I didn't have to go in the gym and hulk out and have this perfect body to feel good. It was just some intentional movement. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the thing with my company and my, my, my social media and everything. I am, you know, I'm a firm believer in all bodies are a fit body. All bodies are equestrian bodies. Um, you know, a lot of the times people think fitness, they're like, Oh, I have to go. It's, I have to work out two hours a day at the gym, no days off, like grind mentality, but no, it's even just doing 20 to 30 minutes, three times a week. 
doing simple body weight exercises can change so much, you know, with how you ride. And I'm, I'm trying to change that kind of antiquated belief about fitness, especially for equestrians. What a great opportunity to say that you made your platform as a place for everybody, no matter who they are, what they're doing. And what I love is you're saying, let's break the stereotype. And you also did that when you were getting your horse as well. That's been a, an interesting experience. I think a lot of people who are thinking of a thoroughbred have gone through. Tell us about how you got Coda because it was not smooth sailing. Yeah, it was not smooth sailing at all. So Joy knows the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I started looking for a thoroughbred, I think in maybe August, September kind of time frame. Um, I had a lease horse. He is an appendix at my old barn. Um, and I've always wanted a thoroughbred. Like I grew up riding thoroughbred. So I was like, I'm going to get, I want to get a thoroughbred. I have my mind made up. So I went ahead and I told my the owner of my barn that I was going to get a thoroughbred. And she basically told me that all thoroughbreds are crazy. They're out, out of control, that there's not enough space at the barn for the thoroughbred to run because they're, this is quote unquote, they're bred to run and they don't know how to do anything else. How has and she so ever met a thoroughbred? Good. I, I said the same thing oh. when she told me. Mine is like, so, nah, not today. Mine's cool. a potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine is the slowest dude that you'll ever meet, but she's met one thoroughbred. So there was one thoroughbred at the barn um, that, yeah, this, a lady took him out at the trail and then I guess a car honked and then the horse got scared and took off down the street. And that's when the barn owner said no more thoroughbreds because they're all crazy and they're all going to take off. I met a girl once and all girls are mean. I don't like yeah. any of them. Does, how like, like, how right. many exes have said that? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And then, because she, she breeds quarter horses, and and then she proceeded to try and sell me one of her quarter horses, yeah. and said, well, you know, quarter horses have the best brain. And <laughs> are I'm you like, still no, I'm not interested? Are you still <laughs> in that barn? And um, have you proved her wrong? So no, I am not at that barn anymore. Right. Um, I moved to an amazing facility. There's tons of thoroughbreds. And the barn is is just so great. And I'm so grateful that I moved um, from that situation. <laughs> like I've been, I've been around horses for a very, very long time. And I've never met someone say something, something like that about thoroughbred. So that, you know, that surprised me a little bit. I, I thought she was a, you know, well, <laughs> like a knowledgeable horsewoman, but you know, I just, I, I chose to leave and it was the best situation for me. So where did you find your horse? Yeah. So I found my horse through a friend's friend. So I've been looking throughout, like I've been looking for in um, September, October time, most well, September time. I was on Facebook every day. I was like, I was looking for like relentlessly on Facebook because that's where a lot of the people sell horses. I don't know how it works um, out where you guys are, but in Arizona, that's one of the most you know common places where people sell horses. So I spent about a month looking and then my friend messaged me and said she knows someone who retrains thoroughbreds. So I went out to her facility and it was love at first sight. <laughs> Aww. Aww. And tell us a little bit about CODA. 
Because he's gorgeous. Thank you. (laughs) He is a 2014 Dark Bay Gelding from Oklahoma. He had 25 starts. I don't believe he won (laughs) because of how slow he is. Um, But he is just such, he is just such a ham and has the best heart ever. He tries so hard. He has a heart of gold and he never does anything stupid when he knows that I'm on him. Even if the horse, you know, next to the, next to us is going nuts and bucking and bolting and, and, you know, having a good time and turnout, he's just like, okay, mom is riding me. I need to stay calm. Even though I really want to do something, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And he's just, he, it's, it's been really great getting to know him. Um, He's also helped me with my anxiety a lot. Um, So my previous lease horse, uh, he throughout our, maybe like two to three months before our lease ended, he started becoming aggressive towards me. Um, One day he, I was in the turnout pen with him and he charged at me and reared up and from that moment onwards, I was like, oh my gosh, crap. I'm like, I, my anxiety started to really heighten. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first got Coda, I kind of had the same kind of feeling because in my head, I was, I already created scenarios where, oh, he would run off, he would rear, he would buck at, like he would buck, he would kick me or whatever. And, but he never, but he's, Coda's super sensitive. When I'm anxious, he gets anxious. When I like kind of flinch, like he'll flinch. So, you know, through him, these few months, I've learned that if I am calm and, you know, grounded and present, he does the exact same thing. And he's helped me a lot with that. Oh, that's such a beautiful, happy ending. And yes, way to prove your old trainer wrong on Thoroughbreds. They (laughs) truly are magical. We're so excited to follow your journey with Coda. There's just, there's a, a horse for every heart and a heart for every horse. And right. we're, we're excited you found each other and you stood up for him. Dude, by the way, matter. I would spam her with photos of you and your horse every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> I wish she has no social media. I don't, she's like super old school. Or text her, <laughs> text her, <laughs> drop off She'll a flyer. <laughs> Anyway, right. Jamie, tell us where people can find you. I think you're running a boot camp coming up soon as well that people can sign up for. Yeah, so you can find my programs on www.haybellsandbarbells.com. Um, yeah, I'm currently, my two-week boot camp is open for registration. It starts on Monday. Amazing. Actually, when this episode drops, so epic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. And if you can get it that time, that's great. Otherwise, she has a ton of other programs to check out. Um, You might be working out with me at some point. Who knows? All (laughs) right. Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining the show today. And best of luck to you and Coda as you continue your dressage goals. All right. Thank you for having me. Whether you're braving the frosty snow months in the north or enjoying a break from the heat in the south, we can all agree there's never a wrong time for a trail ride. That's the truth. Casual Company helps you enjoy the ride with their full line of trail bags. They have tush cushions from cantle bags and horn bags to everything in between. Comfort and convenience on the trail is what Casual does best. To stay up to date with the latest products and news, follow Casual Company on Facebook and Instagram. And to find their products, visit an authorized dealer or visit cashelcompany.com.
always wanted to be one of our RRP Spotlight writers? Well, now you can. Applications for the 2022 Thoroughbred Makeover and National Symposium presented by the Thoroughbred Charities of America are now open. You can apply today at tbmakeover.org, but don't wait too long. Applications close at the end of business day on January 21. Hi, this is Roger McFarlane with Greenflower Botanicals. Every day we're asked the same recurring question. How can I know if CBD is going to work for me? Well, did you know that CBD or cannabidiol has now been researched for its effects on over 50 medical conditions, including some of the most common conditions related to the health of your horse? It's amazing how this one little cannabinoid found in the cannabis plant has been responsible for nothing short of a revolution when it comes to natural medicine. Listen, it's safe, it's effective, and it's given to us by nature itself. And here's the truth. The only way to really know if CBD will work for you or your horse is is to give it a try. And we want to make that very easy for you with our try and see money back guarantee. So right now you can go to greenflowerbotanicals.com and receive 20% off when you use code HRN. And here's the best part. Your purchase is backed by our promise that if you're unsatisfied for any reason, we will refund 100% of your purchase. So try some CBD today, totally risk-free, by going to greenflowerbotanicals.com, use code HRN at checkout, and receive 20% off your entire purchase it's time to welcome leander cooper to the show leander is from new vocations and brings us our adoptable horse of the week every time however we also like to ask her a training tip but before we do that i need to know leandra how are you are you frozen what's going on oh i could never admit to being frozen because i was born and raised in boston and so any any cold that i'm experiencing here is still nothing compared. So I, I feel like just because of my uh, northeastern roots that I, I'm obligated to say that, that no, we're fine. But it is, it is cold. If I'm being honest, it's cold. You sound like you have a cold. Are you a little sick too? I am. Fortunately, I've tested negative for COVID, but that doesn't stop the fact that there is still some cold going around. So I have it all in my sinuses and it feels delightful. Man, I'm telling you what, everybody around here is sick and I'm just, I'm like fingers up, like stay away, stay back. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of year. So, well, thank you for joining us, even though you are sick and you're freezing to death. And I don't care if you're from Boston, you've, it's just cold is cold. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, we like to surprise you with a training tip question and Joy came up with this one this week and it is, we just wanted to get some of your tips on kind of warming a horse up before a winter ride. You know, what I experience is it's cold. The horses are excited and I'll go like, let's have just a nice little trot around in the round pin and let you kind of warm up. And of course it's like, Whoa, I've never trotted. You know, they gallop around like complete lunatics. Like I don't want or you, you get, get the opposite, Jamie of the super sticky stiff horse who doesn't oh. want to move forward yeah i guess you can have both of those so what are some things that you guys do in new vocations to to get your ride off in the right direction well that is a great question because we're all battling with that and i like to go back to the roots of it and just say that grooming is a really good place to start because it's a very basics of it i mean first of all you're not able to in a lot of in, in most people's situations, they're not able to 
give really thorough baths or anything at this time of year. So grooming is important anyway, but it really does help to get that circulation going and warm them up. I mean, imagine if you're just rubbing your hands together and the kind of warmth that it can provide. So really getting in there with a curry. And if they don't like curries and even something like a tiger tongue or one of those groom up, like the um, curry combs that aren't as stiff um, really help to just get them warm and a lot of that sort of goosey behavior that we see obviously is, is going to be the result of just that temperature change. So warming up the muscles can help a lot to just loosen them up. Or even if they are going to be a little bit wacko, that warming up those muscles is going to keep them hopefully or, or at least help to prevent them from sustaining some sort of injury as a result of their being a little bit wacky. But yeah, I mean, good. you, you know, you mentioned the tiger tongue that might seem weird to people who haven't heard the previous episode, which is my thoroughbred hates being groomed. What do I use? And Leander was like, uh, the tiger tongue. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And it is the greatest tool. If you have a thoroughbred, it's like eight bucks on Amazon. Okay. It's in, it's this brush thing, sponge brush thing. I don't know. It's amazing. And I, every time I pick it up and use it, which is four or five times a day, I, in my head, I thank you. Like Leandra. I remember you asking me to describe it. And I was like, I I don't, I don't know. You're just going to have to go get it. But it's hard to describe. It's like the shape of a sponge, but it it just traps dirt and it's amazing. And I love it. But yeah, I sometimes forget that that's not part of some people's like general lexicon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you don't know what a tiger tongue is? It's crazy. (laughs) And by the way, don't Google it. Just trust Amazon it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's Epona, I think is the one he makes. I could be saying that wrong. E-P-O-N-A, I believe is the company that makes it. I think you're right. Yeah. So, so you get a good grooming in, which is important. I think yep. not only for the horse's muscles, but for your muscles. And once you do Absolutely. head out to the arena or the round pen or wherever, what are some things that you do? Well, I'm going to say that the next step is going to depend a lot on how bouncy you're feeling. Um, because in some cases it is easier to handle horses who are excitable from the saddle. But of course that's going to depend on your personal preference. If you have a horse who can be lunged and you're comfortable doing it, stick them on a lunge line because if nothing else, it's going to give you a really good sense of how they're feeling and how they're moving in that warm-up phase. So I will never turn down a good lunge, but there are cases where you can't do that. So in our situation, a horse who's rehabbing from a soft tissue injury, it might be advised by a vet not to do smaller circles. So in those cases, um, if you need to, because I am always an advocate of safety first, give them a little bit of a sedative. If that's something you can work through with your vet and you can do that, then honestly, better for you and your horse. If it really is the point where you know they're going to be bouncing off the walls or you're doing rehab rides or something like that, I'm, I don't like to sedate them. Like I refuse to do any video with a horse that has sedatives. Like we don't show horses with sedatives because I want people to see what they're going to be like. But if it's a matter of your safety and you're just doing like hacking rides and you're just it's like when it comes down to that, because we know it can get down to that, then do that. If you can't do something else to let them get their energy out. But obviously, you know, allowing them to stretch their legs in a way that's safe before you get on. That's one step for me. I don't mind a little bit more of a bounce. So sometimes it is easier just to control them and not to be like in the line of fire or anything else that I will 
just try to hand walk them just to get a sense of how they're going to be. I do put extra emphasis on doing things like stretching their legs out after I tighten the girth and things like that, where you're just checking in with them anyway, because the best thing you're you're going to be able to do in that situation is to get a sense of the horse's mental and physical status, right? And then, like, for me, like I said, sometimes it is easier just to get on, and if they want to jig, then, they're, you know, then you're not worrying about your feet being underneath them or something, but you can sort of concentrate that if they need to trot out. And then you go back to walk and working on transitions and things like that. But it is going to depend a lot on the individual horse and your comfort level as an individual human being. Yeah, I'd say, too, one thing that I like to to do with these horses, and it does take a little finesse, and you do have to practice, and hopefully on a horse that maybe has done it before, is longlining. I love longlining because in a lunge situation, you have the inside rein. But you don't have mm-hmm. the outside rain, and you know you, sure you can don't. work That's where they on go. exactly. <laughs> and so, like a lot of times when they are high and they're lunging, they're bent in the in wrong direction, and they like start to learn to crossfire and all these things. So, by having the long mm-hmm. lines on, you can really control the horse's bend and keep them bent in the direction they're going, and you have a better braking system, you know, as opposed yeah. to like no, that's a that's a happy medium, you know, that's like, you're still going to be able to get that more controlled exercise, but you don't want to be on top of them or worry about not staying on top of them. And yeah, that's, you're so right. And that, that's a great, really great alternative. You know, I, I guess I don't think enough about you guys really have to do a lot of rehab rides where you're like on a three-year-old in the cold and you're supposed to walk it for 20 minutes. You're like tap mm-hmm. walk it. I, I would imagine that giving them a CC of ACE or something probably does make things a little bit easier. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, truly, because, because again, I am really conservative when it comes to sedatives, but in those situations, like you, there's no pride in, in not using it because if it's going to keep you safe and it's going to create a better result in the long run, then those, I mean, the horses, they remember the experience too, <clears throat> right? So it's like, even if you're, trying to be, you know, the tough guy. I'm not going to use that. But like if the horse is still going to remember that being like a wacko time and it being stressful because they want to just run and you're not letting them and all of that. So you can really, I mean, in the right situations, it is a responsible thing to do to use yeah. a little help if that's what you need. Especially when you don't want the horse to get any more hurt. So that does make exactly. sense. Exactly. Now, <laughs> your adoptable horse of the week, I swear every week I have to talk Joy off the ledge from adopting the horse because <laughs> this is a beautiful mare. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, she's almost 16 too, dark bay. Uh, but with a blaze, like big, wide blaze, and, and a kissable she, nose. Um, of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> a discreetly mine baby, and um, has really notable ped- pedigree, like unbridled Seattle Slough, Vepiano, AP Indy, Secretary, all those things. So, tell us a little bit about Beyond Discreet. Oh, you're missing some of the best parts, being that she's an easy keeper and she's barefoot. So let's not forget that because oh, you hit the nail on the head with all like physical features or bloodlines. Absolutely. Let's not also forget this horse had 40 stars, won a quarter million dollars and is a sound, sane, amazing creature today. So being one of our older citizens at just, of course, eight years old, uh, but like <laughs> geriatric for us, <laughs> but she's, 
<laughs> like an anchor for turnout where we can turn out some of the younger ones. And she is an older, wiser individual, but she is also just, you know, free of stall vices, any of the downsides that people think of when they think of a horse who's been on the track for the, a while, but she was in our 24 seven turnout for a while, did really well. Like I said, she's the barefoot um, and just a really level-headed, sweet individual who's easy to handle on the ground. Um, we haven't started her back on her saddle yet, mostly because we were so swamped in December, but she's been really an all-star getting back into work and getting her back into just good fitness on the ground. Um, and like I said, just really easy to handle in general. But she also has kind of a cool story, or maybe it's not cool uh, so much because it's very expensive, but that's one of the great things about new vocations. We've taken care of all of that for you. So it was a clean start moving forward, but she's had two surgeries for sinusitis and had some teeth removed because they were showing some infection in the roots of the tooth. Just one of those freak sort of things. And it was causing her this nasal discharge. Um, so we've taken care of all the gross, nasty sort of stuff. And she's now, um, having gone through that and an old suspensory injury, she's ready to head back into a low level career. And we think that she is just going to be an awesome horse, not just as a mount, because I have no doubt, even though we haven't started her back under saddle, just because of the way she is, some of the horses, you can just kind of tell that they're going to be easier to work with uh, as you go through that. But just she's a really nice horse to have around, likes to be around people. So you kind of are in a win-win situation. So when you have the sinusitis, did she come to you with that or did y'all just discover it yourself or were you told about it ahead of time? So she actually had a surgery in 2020 for that where they had removed a tooth. And so it was seen that she and she raced in between. And so, you know, it was seen as just kind of like residual from that. But we found out that it was just more extensive than they had originally thought. So she had this second surgery and they kept her for a week and had to open up this little like um, bacterial drainage line that kept closing back up in her sinuses. So at this point, we're pretty confident that she is good to go. Um, But just one of those sort of things you don't generally expect to encounter um, and can be very expensive, like I said. So, so fortunately, uh, you know, we were able to take care of and send her to just truly the best people who could possibly handle her case. And she has not had any drainage since then. So I think that's well in her past now. But you, it's hard to mistake when something, I mean, it is very hard to diagnose. She actually had to go in for a CT um, wow. to figure it out because skull x-rays aren't going to do very much for you in distinguishing what's going on. And um, so it is, it's hard to peg down, but it's you, this like chunky cottage cheese kind of drainage that just doesn't stop. So it's like you definitely know something is going on when your horse is cottage cheesing out their nose for a long time. <laughs> and all of you that are sitting down to dinner or breakfast, enjoy that. that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know what? We're going to leave everybody with cottage cheese drainage. So, uh, <laughs> Leandro. Where can people go see this beautiful, lovely mare who has no more drainage? No more cottage cheese out her nose. Uh, <laughs> so Beyond the Streets profile can be found at our website, which is newvocations.org or horseadoption.com. And if you go to the horses tab, you can see it Beyond the Street, whose profile is up already. You can see some videos of her free lunch. She's a really lovely mover. 
So definitely check that out. And her adoption fee is $1,000. Perfect. She's a steal. It's like she's free. Leandra, as always, we appreciate you being on and offering some advice. And we look forward to talking to you again next time. Always a pleasure to be on. You can find our show notes, links to today's guests on the website at retiredracehorseradio.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Retired Racehorse Radio. You can find me and all the shenanigans and horses that I train on my Facebook page. Just search for Fly Over Farm. Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. Or you can email me directly at jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Uh, you can email me at joy at horseradionetwork.com or find me on Instagram if you want to see what I'm cooking and want recipes or I'd like to see my big fat horse enjoy the snow <laughs> at the Foodie Equestrian. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products, Cashel Company, and Greenflower Botanicals. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And spay, neuter, and guilt. Bye, guys. 